Steve Vines. How are you doing? <laughs> yes, satellite of something. <laughs> There's wicked stuff going on this week. I mean, of course, we've got... It happened literally. I think it was like an hour after you left. I got a text from somebody saying, vote done and dusted, 28 or whatever. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, it, some of these things you predict... I mean, we all this predicted... We all predicted cool. it was going down. What we didn't predict, of course, because... You know, even those of us who have perfect hindsight just didn't know what a cock-up it would be. We're talking going down. This was Dante. Yes. I mean, the, 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 what I really like is the aftermath. I mean, the event itself was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. No, there was no aftermath. There was no aftermath. No, no sorry. I'm, no. I, I've misspoken. No. Uh, take me out and shoot me. Bang. But before you do that, but before you do that, I mean, what is so amazing is the first thing all these pro-government people do is they phone up the bosses to apologise. I mean, how craven is that? It's not... They don't phone up anybody sort of... I think they're called constituents. No, no, they don't need apologising. They go straight over, get on the hotline to the Western. The minibus is waiting outside. <laughs> they get on the hotline to Western and say, sorry, sir, comrade, sorry, whatever your name is. I'm really, oh, oh you know, I was, if I'd have been there, oh, and it's his fault anyway, and I'm not really there anyway, but anyway, it's all very Mr Lau and blah, 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 Regina, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I mean, a talk about collapse of Stout Party, and, and I'm not just referring to the weight here. Absolutely. Um, there was, um, that was nice. Then you get the, the, the finger-pointing, you get the two teen brothers falling out, the one who stayed in to vote against, the one who <laughs> legged it outside on orders. Tweedledum. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, and then you read in the increasingly um, uh, pro-government media we now have in Hong Kong that the big problem here is massive splits in the Democrats, I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that is true, actually. But um, it's the story of what massive splits because Ronnie Tong has left the Civic Party. I mean, Ronnie Tong is concentrating on his folk singing career. Ronnie has effectively left the Civic Party two years ago, and now he's formally left. He says he's he's forming a think tank, which is is not going to be a political party, but they are in fact going to be running candidates in the forthcoming elections. Uh, um, somebody who's more qualified in political science than I am can can explain that. From to here you. on in, I want you to just to say tank. Yes, they formed a tank. They formed a tank, but the—I mean—but in fact, it was a perfectly civilized parting. I mean, the the, the the Civic Party's put out a statement wishing him well. He didn't go out the door slamming it, saying they're all horrible and they're not nice to me. He has a disagreement with them, and I think he's behaved honourably. Fair enough. In in resigning from Legco because he ran on the Civic Party ticket, and. If he ain't on that ticket anymore, he's quite right. He should leave Legco. He's probably so, done himself a massive favour. I mean, well, think of all the, you know, nice... Go and see his mates. Yes. Play some folk music. Yes. No, I know, I know. Uh, being in Legco isn't just quite as much fun as you imagine it to be. I can't imagine it is at all. Particularly those scintillating debates. You know, they could put Moganum out of business overnight. They really could. You bring up a good point and it's only speculation but just from what we saw last week the way it was done the behavior this that and the other <coughs> you do get the impression that, that it's a bit of a house of flying daggers down there ah yeah i think that's right i mean as they often say the lower the stakes the more the noise because of course legco itself has very little influence and power these days i mean the chief executive basically exists as though they're an irritant in his back room you know like it's like the teenager who's playing music too loud and he keeps shouting at it saying will you turn that thing off i'm trying to watch television you're, <laughs> not, talking, not you're talking about the voting machine now, aren't you? <laughs> 
Um, so there's that going on. But I think that the, the reality is, and, you know, we can sit here and joke about it in, in a semi-conditioned studio, but, but the fact of the matter is that it does actually, in some senses, actively and accurately reflect the polarisation in society. I mean, Hong Kong society is very, very split. You don't need to be an absolute miracle of political science to understand that. And those divisions which exist on the political level are increasingly becoming personal. What a surprise that is. Those divisions which are um, within the camps themselves, i.e. the pro-democracy and the anti-democracy camps, are, are, are now sort of shaking out. I mean, the pro-democracy camp, I think, is much more threatened, not by Ronnie Tong going, but by the radical elements, some of whom are flirting with the independence movement, some of whom just take the view that any form of disruption is a good form of disruption. This is very, very dangerous for the pro-democracy camp. In the anti-democracy camp, where, you know, no, e no ego is too small to fit into, um, shall we say, a stadium, um, they are they're, they're battling over the spoils, they're battling over their own incompetence, and... When they're not watching softcore on their phones during a when, debate. Yes, but, but you know, um, the reason for that was... It was a snooker game. It was a snooker with game. A bird with a... And, <clears throat> and um, just because one of the ladies forgot to put a shirt on, you could hardly blame the legislator for that. Yeah. Um, gosh, who knew? Who knew? Absolutely, but you get also... Apparently, apparently there's quite a lot of this stuff on the internet. I, I can exclusively reveal. Really? Yes, apparently. Okay. I'd heard this. But this, I mean, that was just one example. Yeah, I mean, that, that's... But, but I think the fact of the matter is that um, we are, I think, uh, and I'm a bit cautious about saying this, but I think we are due for a bit of a political realignment and shake-up. Something's... something's yeah, I know. think that the um, existing parties... And remember, they haven't been existing for that long. I mean, the Dem Democrats were the dominant party in the pro-democracy faction. It's arguable whether it's them or the Civic Party now, not, not quite clear which of those two. In, on the government side, there is very clearly a dominant party and a very well-funded party in the shape of the DAB. But that itself is now undergoing problems because the old leadership is going. They've got a new leadership under Starry Lee, who... She's a perfectly nice person, but you know, the fact of the matter is she ain't no heavyweight. And I don't think she has the authority to hold the party together in in the way that it has been held together before. And you you, you, you hear of another new party being starting up this week, another pro-government party starting. You need more old guys in thick glasses. <laughs> old guys thick glasses and dyed hair. Dyed hair is very important, may I say. I've dyed my own a sort of silver colour and people <laughs> say it looks very realistic. And, you know, there you go. Um, so... I, I'm just wondering how all of this is going to pan out. The next elections, which are only next year, we don't need to wait that long, are going to be extremely, extremely interesting. And, well, not only that, but coming to think of it, the by-election that will be caused by Ronnie Tong's departure. I mean, the Democrats, in one way, are behaving honourably. They say, oh, we don't want to just parachute in, you know, an old hand like Audrey Yu, who I personally think would win it hands down because she has so much charisma but she does have a choice in this too she might not want to well i i think she doesn't want to i i, I don't know that for a fact but I, I assume she doesn't but they are genuinely committed to bringing in a new generation of politicians which incidentally is what the dab is doing with starry lee and i'm sure we'll see holden chow standing for uh, election in the next round etc etc so you know i mean there is this intent to bring new blood into the political process the question is is that new blood you know, I mean, the fact that it's new and it's younger doesn't necessarily mean it's better. 
Well, I think they need to decorate Ledgeco first and have lots of signs up saying voting button is here. Put, put a target there with the yeah. green button there. So you put your finger here. Well, I don't think it's so much put your finger here. It's, it's don't leave the seat yeah. at the wrong moment. Um, you know, um, walk out if you must. But, you know, do try and... You try and get the story but and this the, was and one the of those, straight. This was quite sim- seriously, fr- from an observer's point of view, it's like planets in alignment and also, you know... Well, I mean, part of the, the problem... Part of the problem was, uh, so I gather, that on the day, and we're, we're talking about last Thursday, which is exactly a week ago, um, the the pro-government camp, the organiser of that, Ipquok Him, lovely fella, says his mother, um... um it has this sort of visceral hatred for the Liberal Party. Uh, and well, why there, do you, you these... can't blame them for sitting there, can well, you, if you that's know, the case? You know, so, so the level of communication between some of the pro-government people and other sections of the pro-government people is, is very low. Yeah. And, you know, um, he's supposed to be an organiser. Well, my view is, if you're supposed to be an organiser, do what it says on the can, organise. Mm. But... Well, Clearly, clearly he ain't up to that job. Yeah. And he's he's profusely apologised and said it's somebody else's fault. What about the, what about the tears? Oh, the te- oh, that was Regina in the tears, wasn't that? Mo- were you moved? And Jeffrey. Yeah, oh, and Jeffrey. Big I was Jeff. moved. Big Jeff. Yeah. I, mo- I moved to the television and turned it off. <laughs> I must say, and this is totally unfair, so of course I'm going to say it. The idea of Regina crying on television. Hmm. <laughs> That's not very nice. It's not very nice, is it? And I'm not going to say it. But apart from things like that, we haven't heard a whole awful lot. I mean, really. We've well, had, we've had this <coughs> tor- tor- torrent, torrent of people going, yay, basic law, yay, the government. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, now the government I'm says, and this is what right makes now. me really laugh, now the government says, oh, we're now going to concentrate on economic and social matters. Well, hang up. Livelihood. Hang, livelihood. livelihood. Sorry, it's livelihood, is it? And and goodness, they're going to concentrate on goodness. I hope they are. Anyway, my, my point is, such as it is, I know what is, you're going to say. Is, you're quite right. Couldn't, couldn't they have got on with that anyway? I mean, don't they have ministers, so called? Don't they have whole departments, so called, who are supposed to be doing this? What have they done yeah. for the last two or three years of government? Uh, is the argument really that this government is so incompetent that it can only do one thing at one time? Multitasking. That's you why... You need more women in there, then they, <laughs> can, then they can multitask. Yeah, well, Boys can't multitask. That, that may well be true, Hang actually. on, I'll just finish my opera whilst <laughs> yes, you're talking. Yes, yes, carry on. Yeah, well, carry this on. is interesting. I mean, it's been rather refreshing, I think, for the past few days not to be bombarded with stuff about, you know, because people really, certain people can't say an awful lot right now. Well, no, but just just to come back to the point, I mean, if if it is really the case that they're arguing that they were so paralysed by the constitutional reform debate that all the other departments went to sleep for two years, I expect we will be hearing very soon that payment for the ministers responsible for the last two years will be withdrawn on the grounds that they weren't doing nothing. You've just reminded me of something here. If we're going to hear more about the Don's ICAC case in three months, does that mean they cannot let it go? Well, no, I don't think it necessarily does mean that. I mean, well, let's just, for anybody who, who, who hasn't quite tuned in, we're talking about Donald Jung, who's been under investigation, I think it is now for three years, over a, a possible corruption uh, um, allegation while he was in office as chief executive. It's taken them three years to investigate this, and we're now told that within three months the Department of Justice will decide whether or not to bring a charge. Not... not that it will bring a charge. And I'm just wondering, can you imagine 
Do you, does anybody, any grown-up in the room, seriously think that this is about judicial process or this is about political juggling? I mean, that's what really worries me about this case, is that Hong Kong is supposed to be ruled by law, but when it comes to very influential people... Nobody seems to seriously believe that it's the rule of law which is the paramount consideration. It's politics which is the paramount consideration, which incidentally is quite reminiscent of something that happens um, across the border. Yeah, well, I think we've even run out of things to say about this. Which, which I mean, honestly, it's, it's great. To, it's great to chat about it, but I know. But what what can you say? The brakes I mean, have been put on. Haven't it, they? it would be. It would be. I mean, it would obviously be quite a thing if the second chief executive of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region had to stand up in court. Already, his number two, Raphael Hoy, has not only stood up in court and been tried, but he's been sent down. Been sent down for corruption. So, I mean, in that sense, it does prove that the system is working, and that's very reassuring. Very naughty. Send him to the Politburo. But, on the other hand, Donald Jung was never in the inner circle. I mean, he was a turncoat from being a slavishly uh, pro-British uh, minion into a slavishly pro, pro-Beijing minion. And, you know, a lot of people who are in the club thought, well, if you haven't been in the club this long, we can chuck you out a lot more easily than some of the people who've been with us, you know, since day yet. It's 21 minutes to 11. I've got an email here from Chris Musk. We must talk about that meat thing. Got me laughing. You know, this this stuff that's frozen, I hope, and could be from the 1970s. It may taste rank, but it'll be very, very groovy. It's what we call matured meat. Matured meat. I bet some Weisenheimer's going to be doing this sort of burgers made with matured meat. Uh, 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 It it kills me, this, though, because, you know, they seem to have this weird thing of, of faking all sorts of stuff and it's more expensive to do the fakes you're thinking this stuff well you think about this meat this meat well we're talking about this this cashew meat which apparently is from the 1970s is that right yeah can that be true um frozen meat well, originates and who would who would believe this apparently originates from the mainland what do you know what do you know it gets sent to vietnam and then gets shipped back apparently to the mainland and some of it through hong kong because we're Asia's hub. We're a hub. We're a hub. Yeah. So we, 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 we get it shipped through us. The, 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 the suspicion and, and sort of awful fear lurks that some of it will have lingered before it made its stately procession across the border. Yes, it kind of lingers. But the fact of the matter is, um, uh, and for once I'm actually talking about something I know about. <laughs> Rotten meat. <laughs> well, I do know about meat storage because of my other life in the food business. Um, there is no known way of storing meat in frozen conditions for four decades, and it comes out all right. I can say that quite authoritatively. It's been, it's been cryogenically frozen for 40 years. But, no, 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 that's Exco. But one of the... <laughs> so unfair. But one of the things is, about this stuff, is that, of course, you don't know until it's unfrozen, you know, how... You'd go awful... that far? You'd try? No, 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 but the point is, if you're Mr A Punter and you're delivered some frozen meat, you have no way of... T- I know this for a fact, because we've had deliveries of meat that that wasn't acceptable but in its frozen state particularly if they falsify the labeling which has happened in this case and some well and some but you have no way of knowing that it's rancid or, or or even whatever it is you have to wait until it's been defrosted so people will take delivery of this stuff and we'll discover it then of course the big question is once they've discovered that are they seriously still thinking of serving it up yeah 
Yeah. You bet. Uh, I suppose the next no thing way. to you say have, is, why not? You have to carbon date this stuff. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it is, a, I tell you, you know, as somebody who works in the Hong Kong food industry, and like everybody else, don't believe it, anybody tells you anything to the contrary. We get most of our food from across the border, because that, that's how it happens. Whatever label's on it, that's where it comes from. And we live in constant fear. Maybe not of things quite as extreme as this, but of, of place of origin, forms of storage, etc., etc. The only thing you can do is go through reliable suppliers, but even that's no guarantee because I they know. can be duped as well. But this is phenomenal. So it's very, very scary. I know. I mean, the health boss here is sort of be careful, blah, blah, blah. I wonder mm. if he's going to give us a telex hotline. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. If you're poisoned <laughs> and are no longer breathing, from <laughs> think... Think before you eat. <laughs> yeah, from the 1970s. From the 1970s. <laughs> yes, gosh. Amazing. Gosh, that was when Lao Fat was only 82, wasn't was it? <laughs> anyway, I just... People have said, no, this can't be true. Uh, uh. Well, here in lies the point. People in Hong Kong wonder why very often there are floods of mainlanders coming here. Things like this for a very and, good and, reason. And incidentally, why is this meat flowing so freely across borders? Because you can surf on it by the sounds of well, it. Well, no, I think part of it, and let's not forget this, part of it is to do with the fact of, of corruption at the border. Well, you don't say. If you can yeah, flog yeah. 40... But you know something? This is why curry was invented. For real. For rotten yes. meat, wasn't it? Yes. And, and it... Well, well... Well, British soldiers. To, to be fair, in the, in the it was. It, it was it, it, let's, in, in case we get a deluge of complaints from people running in in restaurants. No, it, I love it, curry. It, it was it's my favourite. No, no, but it was a way of preserving the meat. I to be fair to it, it didn't necessarily start out as being rotten in the first place. But it is that that form of cooking is a very good preservative and it is in fact true we need some expert opinion here if you know how curry was i think i'm right i think it was the soldiers in india british no, no. british soldiers british soldiers eating the rotten meat um eating the rotten lovely meat. fellows yeah stout i thought it was that. i thought it was that but it is a preservative i mean that's the, that's the fact and it's one of the few foods that actually benefits from recooking and it tastes and, very nice oh you're going to drag taste into this Ta are you? it tastes very nice <laughs> I wish you wouldn't, honestly. Dan Danny's going to join us for a few minutes. How are you? Morning. Morning. <laughs> what We're food have I missed here? Right, the rotten meat. We're oh, on rotten, rotten meat. meat. You were saying it improves with age, were you? No, like no, good I wasn't actually. I was saying, uh, uh, trying to argue that curry might possibly... I'm not um, being rude, I'm just saying, I'm just saying I heard that it was, you know, there was... Anyway, whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, basically, we're, we're going on about um, everything that's been in the news this week and how a lot of the odd bods haven't said very much mm, at all. A lot of the odd bods meaning? Um, um, just certain <laughs> usual people. People, people who usual might suspects. be going off to the liaison office tonight. It would, would, oh, dinner. Oh, that was it. No, that, they're not. They're not it's not dinner. No, it's a tea. It's, it's, it's tea at 9.30. At 9.30. Yeah. Oh, only, only the liaison office could be offering... A, I bet there's no booze there tea. at all. I bet there's uh, no booze. I hope someone's going to be counting them in to check whether the same number come back out. <laughs> and when they shake hands, check the fingers. <laughs> yes. No, I love it. Our news guys wrote, um, you know, Dr. Learn Carl Lau shunned. He's off. For, he's being. He's going for a shunning. Yeah. And another. Another. And James Teen says he's too busy as well. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Dr. Learn may 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 use another adjective, which is uh, relieved. <laughs> he doesn't have to go. Well, he said there's not much to talk about. There's well, an I mean, understatement. Isn't, isn't, isn't it interesting? <laughs> I mean, he's he's a. He's a member of the functional constituencies. He's a member of one of the few functional constituencies that, that isn't... has a real vote. Yeah, exactly, which isn't rotten. Yeah, Finlayson, because this one he did what he was supposed to do. The, doc he, he the doctors didn't like it. He and he no, no, he conducted a poll among his members and said, how should I vote? And the majority of them says, vote against it. So and he, he did. did. 
Fair play, yeah, right? And, and he is, you know, he's supposed to be pro government legislator, etc., yeah. etc. Et Good for but him. Do we really believe that if the government had had the votes, I mean, he, by that stage he knew, of course, the government was going to lose. If the government had had the votes and would be one short, he would have. Um, well, he did, found he did say he was going to vote against. I mean, yeah, he made it pretty to, clear, didn't you he? Have to, yeah. Trust the man he can't on the surface of what he said. I, yeah. I don't know. I think no. My, my point is, in that situation, it's, it's much, he might have done. It's much easier to say you're going to vote yeah. against when you know it's already going to. It's yeah. going to but lose. But then nobody so. planned the omni shambles that occurred. But so. that, I mean, look, it, it was just stunning. It was just absolutely. I just said it was about an hour after he left, yeah. after Steve left last week. Yes, he, it's the sort of thing that gives Fass a bad name. It really does. Well, you can't you, make these things up, can you? <laughs> You can't make these things up. It's absolutely brilliant. Well, whilst Danny's here, just for a couple of minutes, tell us what you guys are up to tomorrow. Well, tomorrow it's supposed to be all sweetness and light. It's the big finance committee meeting where the, um, the pandemic, even the radical Democrats say they're not going to filibuster anymore and see why loans going to play along and put uh, livelihood issues on the top of the agenda. What are two important livelihood issues there, uh, Phil? Civil service no. pay? Uh, yeah, yeah. Next. Hi Hiram's Highway? Or, uh, uh, next. Yeah, <laughs> hey, listen, let me tell you something. The civil service, does that actually mean that the, it's, it is, like, I suppose, the biggest employer in Hong Kong? It certainly is. The no, employer, you don't yeah. need to put words supposing. It <laughs> yeah. is. So, it's therefore, they think they're doing, giving, you know, chucking a bone because so many people do, in fact, work for the government. But, yeah. I mean, the point Dan is making is, you, you know, I mean, talk about provocative behaviour. What you've had going into the Finance Committee before were the pet projects of CY Leung at the expense of the day-to-day, you may say mundane, but they, they do affect people very directly. And uh, to be fair to the Democrats, they said from the beginning, you know, if you gave us those to deal with, we would have dealt with them. Yeah. Well, many Democrats did, but I mean, uh, there's some members of the Democratic well, who's almost a religion. To, but you're uh, talking about the headbangers, and, and I don't, I can't see <laughs> any way that those people are going to be satisfied with anything. Actually. Well, we're going to have them on the show tomorrow. It's interesting. We had actually uh, one one of them. Um, <laughs> Everyone is now League of Social Democrats or People Power. I get confused between everyone is, yeah. is is. League of Social Democrats, Social I think. Yeah, yes. yeah, he, he had to pause. Is he yeah. the People's Front of Judea or the Judea <laughs> People's Front? <laughs> he did say, give us a universal pension scheme. We'll stop filibustering. I promise. Yeah. I yeah. said, I don't believe I tell you. tell you what, though, it's not a bad idea, is it? What? The, the universal, universal pension scheme. Well, I think we all like that. We yeah. older. No, Help I mean, the, the point is, who could ever really imagine that, uh, the, as you call them, the headbangers, <coughs> um, yeah. that even the headbangers would talk about cooperating? I mean, uh, it, it seems all almost too good to be true or something not really good but that's what people are saying at the moment and we'll have a test of it tomorrow so um ahead of tomorrow's um meeting we'll be discussing whether you really are going to see a new dawn of cooperation and yeah. how long well, it possibly lasts steve quite rightly said earlier on well very logically said earlier on well if you're going to put your attention on livelihood issues now does that mean you've not been doing it before yeah and we also have um issue we have, so this morning we had a very good discussion about the uh, local school system and uh, the huge number of exams that are inflicted on um uh, um, children in the local school system and uh, principal of my ch- uh, children's as it happens um, um, school came on to say well it doesn't have to be that way um, but tomorrow for the second topic we'll be looking at um, the other half of the or the other part of the school system in um, in Hong Kong why, why are international schools raising their fees by such huge amounts because they can because they can well <laughs> the education department has to prove prove it I wonder do, yes. I wonder if there's something in the notion that uh, they're possibly getting less and less so-called expatriates and more and more local families want to send their kids there. So it's a buyer's buyer's market. Well, Well, in in the English Schools Foundation, it has long been the case. Is that right? That the overwhelming majority of children are are from local families. 
there is a slight, there's a sentiment among a few in the English Schools Foundation, isn't there, that they're better off without the government subsidy, that they can yeah. just do what they like, charge as much as they want, and they know there are people who will always be willing to pay it. The, yeah. And the middle class who are squeezed out, well, too bad. We've the, got business I mean, it's a terrible system here, uh, says he, you know, but, like, <laughs> nobody knows this, but, I mean, it is a terrible system that people who are not Chinese just automatically assume that it's impossible to send their children to local schools. And in some ways, they're completely right, because I do know of children who've gone to local schools from non-Chinese-speaking homes, and they are not welcome there. Now, in most countries, I mean, you know, I, I know from my own family, because it happens to be rather widely spread around the world, without exception, all members of my family who live abroad send their children to local schools, and without it, exception. And it works. And it's not a problem. The but children then often are, you don't have such a large... First of all, you can, you can and at... Um, um, uh, I mean, my children are mixed, so it's not slightly different. But it's certainly at my ch- child's local school, there are there are some children there who have um, two expatriate parents. Yes, they are, they the are exception. So, so it is possible, but I agree it's more difficult. But secondly, in those other places in the world you're thinking about, you maybe don't have such a large international school um, no, segment no, as don't. an alternative. No, no, that's, that's um, and quite where true. that exists as an alternative, it's easy for everyone to brush off onto it, and for the s- local schools to think, well, they should really be going to international school. Yeah, I we know, won't cater I know, for but them. That, that's a systemic problem. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, the very existence of it sort of. Um, yeah, I mean, makes locals, if, if, everyone think, and many parents. And of course, and, you had, uh, which is certainly not the case anymore, but you used to have a system where so many people came here on these ridiculous expatriate packages, which yeah. would finance um, separate education for their children. Because it was considered hardship, wasn't it? It was a in the hardship, old days. Yes. <laughs> hardship hosting. Can <laughs> you imagine that? Well, in these tropical places. These days, and some, by some the hardship way, is paying the international school fees, isn't by it? By the way, even as recently as the 1970s, they used to issue them a civil servant kit and they would <laughs> give them a solar topies and what are they? In well, bug nets and stuff well, for their beds. Not to mention these long leaves and cruises. Away well, there is from that Hong too, Kong. but I mean, that's just. <laughs> you know, they get, they still get these ludicrous. things. Air conditioning allowance, don't they, right? <laughs> Do they still get that? Yes, air conditioning allowance is still part of it. Yes, well, we to pay for your air conditioner. <laughs> used to be a luxury item, remember? I have a punk on the road, so I don't need one, but apparently people have air conditioning. You just want to sit up and go, and, and you wonder why they hated us. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave it there, guys. Uh, thanks very much. By the way, before we do, the other side of the coin this morning, I was thinking, was the, the, the constant outside school activities that the kids had yeah, to do. Yeah, so here. we didn't have time to... Uh, we did exams. <laughs> well, <laughs> on top of exams, so we didn't have time to get fully into that. Uh, but that, that's, that's a big deal, though, pressure, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes, and uh, that's largely the parents, isn't it? Just heaping more on. Yeah. I mean, it's a very interesting question we could discuss for ages. Um, who's to blame more, the schools or the parents? I mean, it's a sort of you know, self You, you saw that circle. thing floating around social media last week of that woman beaming and her poor little kid looks like a oh, zombie. Oh, Christ, yes. You yes, saw that? Yes. Anyway, let's leave it there. Take yeah. care. Thanks very much, Steve.